Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. Welcome back to Thank You For You. You, you, you. Yes, you. (laughs) So as always, I am very excited for this episode. This one is with a dear friend and also someone who has been on my personal coaching squad for the last, I don't know, three years, maybe? Many moons, many fucking moons at this point. Um, Jenna is someone who I adore and trust and has really been um, an important piece of my, like what I would call my board of directors, if that makes any sense. So before we kind of hop into the conversation, I would love to share her bio with you. And then this is going to be a good one. So make sure you're um, nothing, just do whatever you want. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So (laughs) here's a little bit more about Jenna. Jenna is the creator of the resourcing method. She provides a tangible framework to tune in to your untapped resources to live a life of purpose with confidence and self-trust. She's an in-demand speaker, professional singer, coach, and author. Jenna is known as the real deal to get you beyond trying and fixing to fully living as your ideal self permanently. How? (laughs) Uh, By helping uh, aligning people back to their nature as a confident, worthy, creative, successful beings. Cutting through half-baked woo-woo and rah-rah self-development, Jenna provides concrete, easy-to-learn tools for tangible results that last a lifetime. Jenna has trained in spiritual psychotherapy, ontological coaching, peak performance, oneness, as well as shamanism and intuitive healing from Peru, India, Africa, Ireland, and North America. And after hearing that, you probably understand why I love and adore her so much. So Jenna, thank you so much for joining me. I love it. I yeah, actually yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I'm liking that bio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's funny, like everyone has their reaction to hearing it. I'm into it. Um, so to start off the episode, I ask all of my guests the same question. It can be a big one, but it's really up to you to interpret it however you want. Take us wherever you want to go on a journey. Uh, we're here for whatever. And the question or questions are, um, who are you and how did you get here? Ah, who mm-hmm. am I? I'm in the Jenna form. <laughs> playing the vehicle Jenna, right? The vehicle Jenna. Yep. Yeah. Um, how did I get here? You know, it's interesting. I was just voxering a client and I was talking about the concept of being a wind instrument, like in shamanism, they call it the hollow bone. Okay. The idea is that spirit can play itself through you and your work is to work on the blocks to that, the attachments, the traumas, the spaces where things get blocked because we attach to them. Um, so that's my actual answer because I have no clue how <laughs> I own my own house near a lake, running an international company, helping amazing people, doing what I love. <laughs> Pretty incredible, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no clue. So the real answer is that I listen to my own voice and follow those breadcrumbs and let myself be that instrument and did the things that lit me up. So nature and music keep Mm -hmm. my spirit in my body. They keep me tuned up. 
I <laughs> <laughs> love how that worked in there. <laughs> uh, I love that. I feel like it's so um, honest, you know. Can you tell us a little bit about your earth path of like how you got yeah. here? I'm like, there's that answer too. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for all the answers. Let like, me be clear. Like, I like to hear that one and then like, okay, what did that look like? Yeah. Well, I grew up as a sensitive empath when no one knew what that was, but mm. I could feel all the things mm. and realized that all the big people were not being honest with themselves. Like, mm. mom, you look sad. I'm not sad, blah, blah, blah. And so <clears throat> this disconnect happened to me of I'm wrong. I'm uh, something's off with me, even though I was feeling what was true. <laughs> like I was feeling real things, but no one was comfortable enough facing truth that I'm sure I freaked them out. But um, so it sort of began the journey of toxic shame of like not feeling good enough at a deep level. I moved into overachiever. So like straight A's and mm -hmm. started singing. And if I'm the shiny, smart, good girl, then I'm okay. So that started all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had a lot of trauma. So my dad went to jail and he had bipolar. And so, you know, there's a whole mental health thing there and just mm -hmm. was a not resourced person in mm -hmm. a scary world. And he had a lot of trauma, like alcoholic father and all the things. So um, so for me, it was like, uh, I grew up fast, but that's not a good thing. Like people can sometimes mm. say that as if it's a good thing, yep. but it means like I abandoned my inner child and became this version of myself that makes sense in the world where I'm safe. And then eventually that becomes exhausting. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I started singing, um, I started getting into stuff like that and then went to university and realized, oh my gosh, being the next Celine Dion isn't like viable. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be owned by a company and I don't want to do that. So that led me on this really twisty, turny path. Oh, right. When I was 15, I was in a car accident. So that led to physical chronic pain. So like physical pain, mm -hmm. emotional pain, family pain, blah, blah, blah. And then just learning to deal with it and learning how to survive. And that led me to some random synchronicities, hence being the wind instrument of meeting this healer that goes all over the world, but lived 45 minutes from my house. And his um, son was dating my friend. So my friend's oh. like, you gotta go talk to this guy. His name's Jim. <laughs> Jim living in his own like farm and like just off the grid doing his thing. And um, he was like, you're like, he like I was 16, basically saying like, you can understand energy. I didn't understand anything he was saying. Like I kind of don't even remember this encounter, mm -hmm. but he said the word Reiki. And then two weeks later, a guy from a music store that is also a friend, he's like, I'm about to go do a Reiki training. And this is not a Reiki guy. Like he's only doing it for his jujitsu certification. Mm -hmm. Like it's mm -hmm. like taken off a box. And I'm like, can I come? <laughs> and then this is how, this shows how cute and innocent I was. He's like, oh, it's potluck. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I didn't actually ask him what that meant because I, how he said it, it was like, I should know what this means. But I was so young and little and like, what 15 year olds could do a potluck like the adults figured out anyways i think that's a cute addition to it that woman became my first healer first like she taught me 
she taught me how to do fitness and um, her boyfriend was a bodybuilder. So that also brought me into like, instead of just being this weak victimy, chronic pain, go to all the mm. doctors, find out what's wrong, write down what's wrong to let the insurance company know that you're in pain, like just the health with so-called healthcare system. Mm -hmm. um, and she taught me how to do uh, weights. And that was part of my story later, because when I couldn't become Celine Dion, I ended up being a personal <laughs> trainer which is just so freaking random when I was mm -hmm. like totally broken in my body mm -hmm. and then became a part like, I just find it actually funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like The irony being a personal trainer led to, um, flexibility. So like nine to five working for a company, having somebody breathe down my neck. Like I am not like that. Like I need to be doing my thing. I'll be really good at it. Leave me alone. Like give me parameters, but let me fly. So that really worked. And then I learned how to create packages. And I learned that when I hang out with people for extended periods of time, they change, mm. like not just their body. Mm -hmm. Like the, this one father came in and he was just, this is like stoic Italian father mm -hmm. in tears because he's like, you brought my daughter back. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. So wow. just hanging out. So that's huge. Yeah. And then I was like, I should be a therapist. And all my friends are like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> yes, you should mm -hmm. uh, led to spiritual psychotherapy, which acknowledges that there are other factors to your human experience than okay. just, like, you're depressed. That leads to these chemical imbalances. It could be you're depressed because you're not doing what lights you up or you're depressed because, you know, like just yep. much more holistic version of psychotherapy. Mm hmm. And then after doing psychotherapy for a while, I was like, huh, I don't want to talk about the problems all the time necessarily. Mm -hmm. I want to live my life. Like, what's that look like? And that led to this word coaching, which was not what it is now. It well, like right. Cheryl Richardson was on Oprah and she's like, I'm a life coach. I'm like, what's that? Like, there was no information about this. So there's like Cheryl Richardson and this, I think Martha Beck. Mm -hmm. That's what I knew in Canada in a small town. And um, <clears throat> how did I get it? Oh, yeah. my I started to do music again. And my music agent was like, you should totally talk to this guy from California on Skype. And this is also when Skype wasn't huge. And I'm like, how do you use this thing? And I was all intimidated. <laughs> and I talked to this talked to this guy from California on my computer. And then his wife's a Zumba instructor. I was a Zumba instructor too. And I could like, feel his energy through the call. And he invites mm -hmm. me into his ontological coach training. Okay. Literally that night. Tell us what ontological means. Ontological took me like probably the entire year to actually understand mm -hmm. what that really means. But essentially there's, it's like how we relate to reality creates our reality Mm. And that can sound really cool. But what that actually looks like is um, if I don't think I can live my dreams and if I don't participate with reality, actually, mm -hmm. then it's going to be hard. Then I'm going to have to work for it. Like if I can't accept a certain reality, I can't live it. Mm. Equal parts. If there's a if there's a consistent so-called problem or challenge like in shamanism, we don't recognize things as wrong or bad. They're just experiences. They all have certain value. So ontological coaching actually looks at like the root of why that is actually playing out. 
okay. for you? What is what is the payoff? What is that? So in order to like pull that up and go, okay, now I have the energy to change. Now I have the data to change versus trying to band-aid something, trying to fix something, trying to force something. So we're participating with reality, reality and creation versus imposing change based on our very limited perceptions from just the okay. cognitive mind. Casual. <laughs> very simple answer. <laughs> okay, so you're on Skype and this guy is like, come yeah. join this ontological coaching program. And the only reason I did was he's like, you have everything you need, but like you need something to bring it all together. Like you have this, you have that. Like I was, I called it shiny chaos. Like mm-hmm. I was very impressive to the world. And I felt mm-hmm. like, I don't know, WTF, <laughs> like how this is all going to work out. Like for all of my twenties, like I was mm-hmm. very impressive to other people or maybe behind the doors. They're like that Jenna person's intense. <laughs> just a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But I knew that, I knew that I needed something tangible, you said, for this world. Mm -hmm. So I was exploring the realms. I was taking shamanism courses. I was working with shamans from Africa and like these crazy synchronicities. But it's like, okay, I want to pay my rent and I want to not worry about that stuff. And I want to feel solid, you know? So that led to um, the coaching model the ontological coaching years, like one and a half years of 10 to 15 hours a week, plus two transformational weekends, which I say that because there's a lot of like a couple weekends and then here's certification. Like this is a process of me becoming the thing so that I am the clear whiteboard so that I can truly be Mm -hmm. being getting to the being so that you can get to that like core creator mode, which so much more fun too. Like this mm. sounds all very intense, but it's like, there's so much more joy and peace and I can wake up in the morning and not feel like I'm behind and not feel like there's a million things to do. It's like living from the mind is effing crazy. Mm-hmm. But when you can live in your body and have access to your heart and just feel this connectedness, it's, well, that's what I think what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I think that's right, like, right. we're all supposed to be able to have access to that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a game changer. So that access that you're talking about, to me, like it's it's fascinating because in in this world of all of these people, it seems to me that like some people don't realize that exists. Like we're so certain that living in the head is just like that's normal and that's how this works, right? Yeah. And then there's kind of like this curiosity, like bridgy type area of like, wait, I think there's another way. I'm like into personal development. I'm pulling it all apart. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's the other side, like perhaps the other side of that bridge, which in my experience is just a process of continuing to like practice being that being. Yeah. Uh, so you can let me know if there's something beyond that where like you just are. <laughs> No, you're good. Maybe we're just like (laughs) Like, practicing all the time. Is that just like part of the human experience? Yeah. Living and experiencing. I was literally like, I was just talking about this with a client this morning. I was like, this is you being alive. Like there's a challenge she's going through. She's feeling big feelings. And then she's like, I tried this. I tried this. I tried that. And it's like, but each of those tryings was to make it go away Mm. versus feeling the depth of loving somebody so much and having them go through a challenge and you're feeling the love and you're feeling the grief and you're feeling the aliveness rush through your veins. That's being alive actually. Mm. And so there's this freedom and not needing to hold certain emotions at bay and to actually surrender and use them 
as energy. Damn. <laughs> okay. So let's talk more about this. So can we talk about like feelings? Sure. Like, yeah. And I don't even know exactly where to start with this, but things that like are coming up for me are anxiety feels like a big one, um, especially with women who are, you know, running a business potentially or running, just running your fucking life. Like if you have a family or no family, like mm-hmm. there's all of these pressures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you like think about these things and when you're working with women, like, and men actually, right. Or a few, a few are like, a few I good men. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> when you're working with humans, let's just say, um, what, like, where are we going? Like, what is the journey here? What does healing look like? Cause I feel like we throw around the healing word. We throw around the coaching words. Like, hmm. can you kind of like, just talk about what okay. this means for you with you? So I'm just writing that down so I can ground what is healing and then also emotions. I like and how emotions kind of play into that. Right. Yeah. So let me start with what is healing. Cause that's just like the first one. And then I'm going to loop back. And this is why I draw this out because this could become a whole swirly whirly. I don't know. We could <laughs> talk for a ride. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we just go all the places. Okay. So I don't know if this is a term, but I use it. I call it yep. emotional diversity. And okay. what I mean by that is the inclusivity of all emotions. Like all emotions are and should be allowed. You don't have to like them. <laughs> you don't have to like mosquitoes, but obviously creator nature is like, these little guys need to be here. <laughs> you don't have to like, I don't like yeah. winter, but I get that there's this like divine. I'm like, okay, I, get to- <laughs> I don't like it. But it's- mm-hmm. So anyway, this, this surrender into the inclusivity of all of the emotions is pretty revolutionary because the amount of energy men and women, they have different experiences based on their socialization of um, Debbie Ford, who wrote, dark side of the light chasers and also cool fun fact she never wanted to become like the shadow chick like it was something she kind of ran with and then it was her thing and i think that's that i think that's very interesting it's like mm-hmm. not like she's like this is my work and right it is it's like oh people are telling me this is my work mm. and i think that's just a cool thing to share about mm-hmm. like how we think we need to do something and our attachment to what it should look like and how it should sound and then what your work really is right anyway, she says like with the shadow work it's like the things you repress the things you like are disgusted by in other people. That's like the shadow, but it's like holding down beach balls underwater. Like if it's like, I can't be ugly. I can't be angry. Oh, depression's bad. I'm not in positive vibes. Like whatever the thing is, you're, you are holding down all of these beach balls because you are judging them as something that isn't okay. Mm. And what would happen if you release that task of all oh, this feelings coming up, shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. It's like, mm-hmm. are you thinking those things? No, it's become a repeat pattern, which goes mm-hmm. to a point about the term I use for the mind is mind dominance. Like we're in a mind dominant socialized world where the mind rules and mm-hmm. it isn't about, um, Ooh, the mind is bad, blah, blah, blah. We just need to train it. It was never meant to be the executive functioner. Like it's not meant to lead your ship. 
Mm-hmm. It's I can I throw in all the metaphors. <laughs> I love it. I love all the metaphors. You and me both, sister. <laughs> There's a company. Either way, the leader was never meant to be your mind because your mm-hmm. mind is bound by time and space. Mm-hmm. Your heart center and your spirit and actually your body. So all those three, that's the resourcing method. It's like how to strengthen these other resources so that the mind isn't overwhelmed. And that solves your anxiety problem. Mm. You might still feel like wiggy things, mm-hmm. but you're not inundated with every other time you felt anxiety in your life. It's the capacity to let them run through your body and then direct your mind and then manage your mind. So we manage the mind, but we dance with the other resources. It's like, okay, my body sensations are feeling this, I'm feeling some anxiety. And then you can direct your mind and be like, okay, here's what we're doing today. Here's what's in front of us. Mm -hmm. We can't control this. We can't control that. But this is what's in front of us. Mm -hmm. Presence. Yep. All of this brings us into presence. So emotional diversity allows you to use emotions as both energy and information. Mm. Hmm. I think this contractor, I just, I'm renovating my kitchen. I think there's something off. And instead of being a good girl and washing the side and being like, no, 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 but he's so smiley. Like you actually listen to yourself. And like, I, like for me right now, like I'm a good girl, mm-hmm. but I'm writing down when they arrive. I'm writing down when they leave. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm being in a kind of an executive person about it. So that when I get the bill, I'm like, not a victim and like, well, I don't know. Right. I don't know what happened. I'm just doing what I can do and this physical reality mm-hmm. to manage relationships. So it's like we have some skills to learn, but mostly when we can acknowledge that we've been doing it wrong and to run your life from a from a limited cognitive perspective that doesn't mm-hmm. have access to timelessness. Does that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like yeah. Yeah, because if you're trying to figure out the future and fix the past from your mind, you will have anxiety because you can't do it from there. That's huge. Can you say that again? Yes. If you try to fix your future or your past from your mind, you will have anxiety because or overwhelm is the other word people use because you can't do it from there. So your mind will be overwhelmed. Right. There's no, like if you, you know, if you have, let's say just for the sake of communication, your body is 25% intelligence. Your heart is 25% intelligence. Your spirit is 25% intelligence. Okay. So you got 75% of like access points and then you're trying to do it all hundred percent with the mind because you don't know any better. So you're not doing anything wrong. Right. So like, give yourself a break. So Mm -hmm. when I teach this in like groups and stuff like that, I can see women's faces are like, I did it wrong. Like when you learn something new, give yourself a freaking break. How would you have known how to do this an hour ago? Mm-hmm. I am now telling you how to do it. Right. right. Crazy perfection. Right. For some reason, this isn't taught in schools. Right. The opposite's taught in schools. It's like you should know how to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> in some magical way, you should you should know how to do this without failing. Mm-hmm. So strange and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not whatsoever right mm-hmm. so nature to me is the great teacher mm-hmm. because one it's tangible but it's also like 
it is the hollow bone, right? Like the, the squirrels mm-hmm. doing the squirrel thing, the trees doing the tree thing. And it's just like, there is an intelligence moving through things and they're not taking it personally. Mm-hmm. Like with emotions, like I, I, I joke about this. I'm like a tree isn't like, oh my God, I'm losing leaves. Yeah. When are they going to come back? Like, oh my God. Like, you know, there's no attachment to the identity of I have leaves. I now don't have leaves. Mm-hmm. So like, I know this is a whole other topic. I'm just adding to the equation. Oh no, I'm here for it. Keep okay. Going. <laughs> but like our identity, our identities, yeah. with woman with good girl, with teacher, with mother. And like, mm-hmm. that's anxiety too, because if you need to be a certain way, because you've decided that's what you need mm-hmm. to be to be lovable or accepted. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not your fault. We're celebrated mm-hmm. for being skinny or not. We're celebrated for being nice or not. Like ugh, that woman's a bitch. Right. Why? Like, was it, you know, that she just spoke her mind? She said something contrary to what you believe. It's just a bit of a mess. So when we can return back to our nature, what I discovered through this hodgepodge of psychotherapy. So like relationships, past childhood development, all these things like, Oh, interesting. Oh, when you're addicted, you're this. And Oh, when you're five, this happens and your, your brain doesn't really form to 26, which is a funny story. Cause I took the psychotherapy training when I was 26. And I was like, mm. I'm an adolescent, <laughs> <laughs> which was so relieving too, because I'm like, wow, I kept thinking I should be running on all cylinders because I've graduated university and I should like Mm -hmm. have it all together. But I noticed markedly after 26, 27, 28, 29, my capacity grew because my brain had literally formed to now. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Our ability to fully use our frontal lobe, apparently Mm -hmm. biologically doesn't fully form to like 26. (laughs) But you know, Figure out your life path, get married, do all the things. You're good. (laughs) Oh my God. Society is such an interesting place, isn't it? It is. It is. And then, but you can kind of laugh at it. Like I say all this kind of stuff, giving people hope like, hey, it's not your fault. You didn't know how to do this. Right. There are things to learn to make anxiety less intense, Mm -hmm. get more present. So that you're not feeling the feelings of the future and the past with the challenges in the present. Because mm-hmm. that's not a good recipe. Right. Just deal with what's in front of you. But that takes some training. Mm-hmm. Right. 100%. And so when you were saying before, so the resourcing method, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned like the four different pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, um, brain, heart, spirit, and body. Mm-hmm. For people who may be listening and are like, oh my God, I've been fully functioning from my brain and like, you know, maybe a little bit of body and a little bit like a tiny, you know, I meditate once a week. Mm-hmm. How how would you recommend kind of like getting started with mm-hmm. switching up the way things work or, you know, trying to bring the other pieces online? Yes, that's exactly how I say it online. I hang out with you. Can you tell? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so cool, the intuitive things, but no, yeah. I've probably said it several times. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. I start people with body sensation awareness. So let me be clear. This isn't scanning your body with your mind. Okay. This is feeling and experiencing your body. Mm. 
there's a difference. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but you don't realize that until you say it like that. It's like, oh yeah, I can like know how I'm feeling. Arm, how do you feel? And then it's like, no. It's not, yeah. That's so let me, so a tangible example because I've been doing this for ten years. Like, mm-hmm. no one is as special as they think. Like everyone's special and amazing. Mm-hmm. But you're not as unique as you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a in a relieving way, like yeah. your challenges, your problems, your hiccups in learning the resourcing method, like honestly, they're all the same. Right. Your deep, dark secret. Like most people have that same wounding. It's like, we're all in this together, people. Um, you're good. Stop trying to hold down the beach balls because when we can stop that, that's the Brene Brown work. I mean, did you say meatballs? Oh my God. Beach balls. The first time I heard beach balls, but that time I heard meatballs and imagine like a pot of sauce with meatballs in it, holding them down. I did have meatballs yesterday. not gonna lie they were hawaiian meatballs and then i was like is this culturally insensitive shouldn't they just call them pineapple meatballs and that was that's just my fun little that's how we got there yeah okay so going back holding down the might have said meatballs we'll we'll discover this in the the recording um i can get i can get that way okay as per the other example of holding down the beach balls (laughs) um what people do is they'll be like Oh, well, I worked out yesterday, so it's a little tight. So they create a story. They're, they decide what the arm is feeling. They mm. don't take time to let the freaking arm speak. We are rude. We're like, <laughs> I've decided my arm feels this way. <clears throat> I, the mind, mm-hmm. the identification with the mind. And what's the mind is so cute. It, it You really don't want it running your life. There is minefields. There are funhouse mirrors you need your heart and your body Mm. run through discernment, right? So we've got the good girl identity. So I'm starting to do this whole thing with people pleasing. And I think I talked to you about that. I realize it's such a pernicious thing that gets in the way of your presence, of your purpose, Mm -hmm. of your joy, of all the things. So anyway, trying to get it right. So they try to get the exercise right. So they try to like stiffen up and like, okay, feeling my arm, I'm feeling my arm. Those are the opposite of what to do. It's actually, as you do the exercise of body sensing, you need to be curious. You need to take time, like all the opposite of the things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing something new. I need to tense up. I need to get it right. I need to think fast. So this is like a different gear where you slow down and you feel and you pay attention and you actually can't get it wrong. You just keep practicing that until you can do that. Mm. And then you'll start to feel sensations, tingling or numbness. You're like, I can't feel my leg past my knee. And so don't worry, <laughs> you know, don't let the mind come in and be like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like just yeah. stay with the sensations and curiosity because that resourcing method, like feeling your sensations as information accesses your subconscious mind, which processes million bits of information per second, which is very efficient Mm -hmm. versus the seven to 10 bits of information the cognitive mind can process. Mm. So it's actually more efficient and more productive to take the time to access this intelligence Steve Jobs, all of these great people, they all talk about, I got my idea in the shower. I don't like they use this intelligence system. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, they're amazing. They didn't, (laughs) 
force that into being. They allowed, they received it. Right. It's not the mind just making things up. No, because nothing new is there. Everything new is in that other space. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm. Okay. Would you consider that work of bringing the other pieces of you back online? Like, is that healing? Oh, right. I forgot to even talk about that. I'm like, let me start with this one, but not. Oh no, it's Um, perfect. We're going full circle. (laughs) That's that's why there's a conversation. Healing is when it's bringing back to wholeness. So when you say online, it's like bringing all of you back here. Hmm. So in psychotherapy, there's like inner child work and inner parts work. And so all of the parts that had to fragment to survive in a hostile environment, um, as they come back, I think there's also this radical self-acceptance that like, you don't have to be something to the point where the thing, kind of the thing that you've always wanted and never thought you could have almost emerges Mm. too. And that's healing. Like me deciding I need to be a singer because then I'm going to be liked and then I'll be happy. And if I look like, Beyonce and Britney Spears, and I dance around in a bikini and sing adult <laughs> nursery rhymes. I won. <laughs> adult nursery rhymes. No offense. <laughs> I mean, Beyonce's doing epic work now, but when she was a little marionette with the record company, right? Britney, which will break you, it should break you because, like, you're con- it's Whitney Houston, like, all of these singers were like forced to be something in order to be marketable. And then they, they are, their art kind of, yeah imploded upon them. Anyway, some as a singer, like I find that really interesting. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. And so that kind of brings me to, I'm just going to ask you one last question about this, if that's okay. A lot of times I see with my clients and I wonder if you do too, the anxiety, the, the, the panic that kind of lives in the body, their mind is telling them it's about money. And as they're like building their businesses, you know, trying to create what they want, but like, will I have enough to you know, Mm. create what I want, like all of that stuff. So I would love for you to share a little bit about like your perspective on like money mindset and like, what, what are we actually doing there? Money is a trap to keep you small. Oh, say more, please. (laughs) This is something new. Cause like, I'm like, I'm paying my contractor and I looked at the bill and I was like, this is too expensive. And I had all these stupid thoughts that came up. And then I was like, I have this now, this I'm supporting this person to do their thing. Like, wait a second, the money thing can become this like mutation of this Mm. this concept that can keep us really feral and gross. Interesting. Right? Like Mm -hmm. we can get the grossest divorces, um, estates, like when someone's died, Mm -hmm. if you want to see people and I use the word feral. If people don't know what that means, it's like when an animal is like wild and right. you shouldn't have a tiger as a pet because they're, they're feral. Right. <laughs> Naturally, they might be nice for a while and then they will, they will snap and eat you because that's their nature. Yep. So the feral aspect that can be activated when money comes into play um, <clears throat> can be extremely toxic. So if you find that you're looping around and it's all about money, I would question how much you're making money means so much like money is an access point. Money is currency. Money is movement. And so as you learn that one thing is like, 
the money mindset work I've done was the 40 day abundance book by Jay Randolph price. Mm -hmm. And it's like money doesn't come to you from people. Money comes to you from source. And then again, as I said, in the first of this, the vehicles might be this contract, this, that, and the other thing. But if we focus on money too much, it will dampen our capacity to actually receive. Oh, because we're ma- it, because we're having this fight with something that's supposed to flow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's this intersection of like radical self-acceptance and unconditional love for yourself that allows you to receive more. And I'm going to share that with the story. So when I watched Celine Dion singing mm-hmm. in Vegas and she's just like, this is like a room full of people that have flown in to see her. And this is her gabillionth show doing some version of the same show. And she is beaming. She is receiving all of these humans. And I was like, oh, what's the difference between me and her? Her capacity to receive was the I'm a good singer. She's a good singer. Well, she's like an amazing singer, but she... Does I don't think at any point when she was four years old dancing on tables in the Quebec bar that the parents owned and being celebrated for this thing, I I think that never got tainted. I think it was Mm -hmm. like, of course, I get paid to do what I love. Mm. You had like all of these protectors around her, keeping her from having that get tainted, Mm -hmm. which allows her to receive epic amounts of money Mm -hmm. because of this kind of audacity in a way to be like, of course I get paid to be my nature. Interesting. Versus the doing, the doing is like, okay, it might be this vehicle, it might be this program. It might be this, Oh, it might be real estate. Like right now I'm starting to become more of a businesswoman mm-hmm. and an entrepreneur than <clears throat> a solopreneur coach. Mm. I'm just like expanding my mind and being like, well, what would other cool ways of income be? Right. Um, so the, the back down to tangible money, money mindset, it comes to you for, for tuning into you. Like if you're not here, if you're not grounded in your body, you're going to have a hard time having savings. If you still have toxic shame, toxic shame is a psychotherapy term. Like shame is like, oh my God, I'm not wearing a shirt. And I went to the grocery store. And so like that feeling of like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> not a good shame, right? It's just like, maybe I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good idea. <laughs> um, toxic shame is the belief that you are inherently unworthy. Mm. That's my money mindset is to continually unpack that. And how could you not be worthy because your heart is beating and you exist back to your nature inherently allows you your receivers to open up to what will turn into money in the 3d reality of who you are what you're doing the house you want and like the stuff mm-hmm. is kind of irrelevant but what but don't ignore what lights you up mm. because that frequency of of course i have a chandelier in my little two-bedroom cottage because <laughs> it i love it mm-hmm. And I have a throne. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I 
<laughs> it made me really happy on a retreat in Costa Rica. So there are physical um, access points that I recommend people not go buying willy nilly. There's a big difference of like, wow, this lights me up. Fresh flowers make me feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Cause a lot of people give this advice poorly mm -hmm. and people go out and buy the thing. And like, I bought the thing. So I get the thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. no, you bought the thing for the sheer enjoyment of it. And now you're going to prioritize your joy. Mm. Not the thing. This isn't transactional. Beautiful. Yeah. Small concepts, easy combos. <laughs> you know, you know me. I like to keep it light. LOL. This is how I chat in the morning. <laughs> we're doing this. We're recording this in the morning and I've got my little Disney I'm running on coffee and Disney songs mug. Why? Because I thought it was adorable. Because <laughs> <laughs> it brings you joy and you prioritize that. That's it. And I love people. that. And Marie Kondo, right? Billion, yeah. million, multi-million dollar right. whole thing. And she's a little pixie of amazing, cute brilliance. Mm -hmm. I love watching her. That is an example of somebody being in their nature. Yep. And then sharing it. Yeah. Don't wander it. Don't like what I'm doing right now is like I haven't been singing publicly because I'm working on it. But now it's like, no, like it's time. Like stop mm. squandering your thing. Don't wow. be afraid of what people think. Don't be afraid of criticism. Just the, the same flower concept. Do it because it lights you up. Do it because it makes you feel alive. Because honestly, when you're 90 or 120, that's what's going to matter. Mm. Amen. <laughs> I love that. I have one other thing that's coming up for me. Is Can I do one more? Is that, yep. Are we okay on time? So I'm listening and I'm like, yep, uh-huh, yes, yep, totally here for this. And then there's also, you know, the voice in my head that is like, okay, how does this relate to like systematic injustice? Mm -hmm. And like, what is our responsibility as humans on this planet when like money mindset is a thing, capacity for receiving is a thing. And then at the same time, like part of the world is just so fucked that it's actually not set up for some people. Yeah. So when all of the George Floyd, um, I mean... I don't even have words for it. It's like to have that happen and have people around and have this thing happen to a person. It's not like that hasn't happened before. It was just videotaped, mm -hmm. which makes me feel all sorts of things that by the way, I feel entitled to feel even if I'm white, I just need to say that even if it's controversial, I can still feel that that is abhorrent and I can still feel like that that is not okay. And I think that that's important for us to feel. Uh, I'm not going to get on a soapbox about it. What I did was I didn't say anything and not to stay silent. I went into my heart space and I, I went beyond the mind. I didn't need to say anything. I'm just like, this is the pain of what it looks like when, when we subscribe to these unnatural states of being like, I'm going to own you. You can only have this much of the pie. The systems that need to be broken can only be broken when those like misfit change maker dream chasers with a big heart step up. Mm. And I feel like the universe isn't stupid and nature isn't stupid. And, and the systems that have so crazily like, poaching animals for it having better erections and shit like that. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like, or having a beautiful ivory something or rather it's like, seriously, does that make sense to you to take this thing and destroy it so that you can have like, that's the opposite of buying the flowers, by the way. <laughs> like, right, that's right. So I think returning to, to my solution is to stay in my lane and follow my nature, like radically and listen to my steps. So I reached out to certain friends and I mm-hmm. was, I was present for them. I'm like, what can I do where I am with what I have, that the systems shouldn't be able to be kept alive if enough people wake up. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just reading the anti-racist books. I really mean like deeply in your bones, feeling and knowing that's not okay. Feeling and knowing where are you contributing to it and having mm-hmm. those those experiences with yourself that are not comfortable. But I really do think that nature has put us all, the what lights you up, like, follow that. Mm-hmm. Even if it sounds silly, I do believe like what lit Oprah up, what lit specific people in history up during moments where they could have been killed, that overrode the programming. Those mm-hmm. moments of, of courage overrode the programming and started a ripple of a new reality. So you, so my answer is you can't change the current reality by fixing it. You have to create a new model. Mm. The Buckminster Fuller quote, Mm -hmm. like create the new thing. Smile, like smile at people, like smile at the people that you think you want to cross the street because there's something off about that. Don't abandon your intuition, (laughs) Right, but there's so much, programming of like, oh my God, this and that, like be very aware of your unconscious bias as much as possible, run it through your body. But I really do believe that if everyone listens to their body and, and deeply questions their programming, that will do wonders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. So to me, it sounds like part, part of this work, like it's our responsibility, I think, right. To kind of like once you know, once the light is kind of on, once you like see the bridge in front of you, it's like, oh, okay, now you know that it is there. And I think that's kind of like on us to actually take the steps to do the do the work. And, and here's the thing. My lane is waking people up, teaching them mm-hmm. music, using healing, using whatever. Like I used to be yeah. a written healer where someone would lie on the table and I would run mm-hmm. energy through and they would receive the energy. So that's one form of healing. Then I was like, that's stupid. How do I teach people to fish kind of thing? And I know we're like kind of mm-hmm. over time, but my lane isn't to go and start a movement specific to that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. Can I support the other people doing it? Yep. That's my lane. How can I, um, like I'll give dis- discounts or just free things. I'll just be like, how can I help you? Right. I see that. Yes. Systematically, you don't have the same access points. Mm -hmm. So using where, what you have. So I'm going to really add to that is don't, don't abandon yourself for a mission that's kind of in your head that you kind of get rat, like overly radical about, like make sure you're in your body, make sure that all of your cylinders are firing and you're completely Mm -hmm. online. And it's like, this is a hundred percent. Yes. Let's go. Cause that's nature and the universe working with you for you. Then you won't feel overwhelmed as overwhelmed by it. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, This has been 
quite the journey. I've really enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure our listeners have too. If people want to learn more about you um, and your work and all of that jazz, where should they go? What should they do? Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at Adventures in Jenna Land and online Jenna Smith Coaching dot com. And I do have a people pleaser workshop coming up. So you'll see information on my website when Woo-hoo. you here to unpack the toxicness of people pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> very excited about. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time and sharing your work with us and genuinely from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for you. And thank you for you, beautiful listener. (laughs) Sincerely, thank you so much for tuning in and listening for this episode. I digitally live over at erinlindstrom.com and I spend a lot of time on Instagram where I am at Erin Lindstrom. So feel free to come on over to my page, send me a DM. I would love to hear what struck you from this conversation. I hope it was helpful. Let me know your takeaways. I always appreciate your shares so we can help get the word out about the show. There is a link in my Instagram bio where there's access to a ton of cool, some of it free stuff, including my sales and money mindset course, which was $497 and I am currently offering for free. So feel free to go get that. We can do some of the inner work together. Hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.